Welcome everyone. You are listening to the I Am a Spartan podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show. It will probably suck. <laughs> Scott Fane Knowles, and you are listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. On this episode, I had the awesome pleasure of interviewing Alyssa Hawley. We talked to her about this last Utah race where she placed fourth at, and she ended up coming in fourth in the National Point Series. Uh, we talk about how she went to Merzine and ran the Euro Champs there and how last year she went to Sparta and did the trifecta weekend. This is a really awesome episode and she's got a lot of good stories to tell. Hope you enjoyed as much as I did. What is up, Alyssa Hawley? How are you doing today? I am good. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. So, uh, I want to thank you ahead of time for taking time to talk to us tonight. Uh, I know you had a really busy day, but uh, for those of you, for those of the people out there that don't know you, tell us a little bit about how you got into OCR and where you're from, how many people you've killed, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, I've killed too many to count, so <laughs> we're not going to even go there. But uh, um, no, I so I'm from Spokane, Washington, born and raised there. And, um, I am currently living here as well. My dad and I just opened up a gym, so I'm here to stay for a while and I love it here. But, um, I got into OCR actually when I was living in New York, I played division one softball and, um, went over there for a bit and played at Stony Brook University. And kind of after softball, I, I took this like workout hiatus. I was just like, oh, nobody can tell me you know, what to do to work out, and I just was kind of just working and um, just not being super healthy, and um, I went through kind of like a breakup, and then at that point, I was just like, you know, like, I'm not on the path that I want to be on, and I really just wanted to, um, like, just get fit, I guess, and just channel all that energy that I I had in, into working out again, because I, I really have always loved it ever since I was a kid. Like, I'd work out with my dad, and his home gym, you know, I'd go downstairs, work out with him when I was young, and um, so I've always had a passion for it, and I was always athletic growing up, but it wasn't until this time when I actually did it for myself, you know, I right. I was kind of, um, you know, because like playing sports and stuff, like you just naturally do it, but yeah, this was just for me, finally, so I found, um, I mean, I, I'm always, I'm just kind of goal-oriented, like I like to be, it, it was one thing to start out and like, you know, be working out for myself, and then I found um, a Spartan race on Groupon, and I was like, oh, this sounds cool, like, it was kind of up the alley of what I'd been doing for working out, like, just kind of, like, strength cardio stuff, and minimal running, and, yeah. um, after I did it, I fell in love with it, and, um, that was City Field of May of 2015, and then I was actually, I moved back right shortly after that, um, back home, I drove cross country, and, uh, I told my dad, he was, uh, kind of in the same boat, he was like, uh, he had dropped like 80 pounds, you know, and was kind of like looking for a goal to work out for. And so we did the Spartan race in Washougal that 
uh, August, so August of 2015, and we both were just like hooked. Like that oh, was cool. way different than a stadium. And after that, I was just like, yeah, this is this is what it's all about. Like I, I want to try to get better at this and see where it goes. So. That's cool. So you said you recently opened up a gym. I think I saw you post about uh, it's a 24-hour fitness, right? And y'all going to start doing some OCR classes? That's pretty cool. Well, it's an anytime fitness, but yes, we are anytime, open 24 sorry. hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we, we, like, my dad and I, when I moved home, we are like, you know, the way we were training for Spartans, um, we were just like, man, like, I want other people to, like, get into this lifestyle. This is great. And uh, so we've been looking, like, since I moved home, uh, we initially wanted to open up our own, like, box, if you will, yeah. um, where we could just do, like, just OCR stuff. And, you know, it was just impossible to find a place. Like, it was just, like, crazy hard to start up on your own. And so when we found any time, we realized, like, we could appeal to the person, like me and my dad, who just like to work out alone. Like, you can go yeah. in do your own thing. But we could also um, do our own group classes. So, yeah, I'm currently coaching uh, some Spartan classes there and doing some off-site workouts and group stuff. So it's been great. That's cool. That's cool. That's that's all. Because y'all started this, what, was about six months ago or a year ago? Yeah. It, uh, it, we officially started, oh, my gosh, I can't remember now. It must have been early spring. Because I, I remember seeing you post about it. Yeah, I want to say it was around March, actually, when we actually officially started, like, doing the building. Um, so, yeah, it was it was actually pretty quick, and we just opened up last week. So, yeah, about a six-month period. That's cool. If it wasn't on the other yeah. side of the country, I would totally go to the class. I know, right? Everyone's like, come open, up on the west side, or <laughs> over the east coast, and I wish I could. That would be great, but, yeah, I'm stuck here. <laughs> Okay, so I don't remember where I saw this. It might have been on the NBC, uh, one of the NBC TV shows or something, but you come from like a skateboarding background also, right? I do, yeah. See, because I, I mean, like, I, I wasn't the sports kid growing up. I was the skater punk also. And I, I know I, until I bought my house and had to start working for a living and worrying about paying bills, I pretty much skateboarded mm-hmm. all the way up in to like that point. So, uh, oh, really? t- tell us about how you used to skateboard and everything. Okay. Well, that's funny. I, I mean, I always say that I was like a multi-sport athlete and, you know, I played, um, just growing up, I, until high school, high school, I only played softball. Right. Um, but until high school, I played volleyball, I played basketball, football, um, soccer, like just a bunch of team sports. And I forget that actually like my, huge passion with skateboarding um and yeah so i had this neighbor uh he was my best friend he was two years younger than me but literally if we were not in school we were skateboarding rollerblading biking like we would set up jumps outside my house my dad you know working in construction he even brought home a parking block one night and so we you know like waxed up the parking block and we were we'd grind on that hell yeah um yeah like when i was younger I, i mean i had every magazine subscription and i i wanted to be a pro skater like i loved skateboarding and we had um depending on the season too yeah we'd like skateboard to school because we lived like i don't know a mile or two away right um, so we do that every morning and yeah so that was huge for me like that's what i did for fun um was skateboarding i, I longboard a lot now right. um just because 
I don't know. It's just a, it's nice to just cruise around, you know, and easy to get around the longboard. But uh, yeah, no, I, I love it. I still go out and do it. So yeah, I still got my skateboard in the car and in, in, in the trunk. I always have it with me. Um, but I've been wanting to get one of the longboards too. It looks so much fun, you know. Dude, oh my gosh, they're so awesome to just cruise and like when it's like evening time, you know, like nice and cool out. It's just so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's no heels. In, there's no heels in South Georgia. That's the only thing that sucks. You know. Uh, oh just, yeah, true, true. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't like crash hills like ever, just because I don't want to get hurt. But right. it's nice to just kind of cruise if you can find a nice like paved trail. I know that's kind of like me. I like I don't try to do any of the hard tricks like I used to do when I was younger because I can just see yeah. like a bad kick flip or you know heel flip going bad and you just you know roll in your ankle. So, totally. So all much that more yeah much more risk now. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I do the stuff I know I can do. Yeah, I don't do the stuff that right. you know. I don't take risk yep. anymore. So, <laughs> so what was like one of the coolest or the hardest tricks you used to do when you were skateboarding? Well, I could not do a kickflip to save my life. Like it took me forever, and I can honestly only remember a handful of times that I could do it. Right. And uh, I would just sit there in my basement. I looked up videos on how to do it, you know. And I would just <laughs> like my. I remember one time my mom and my sister were so they're watching TV upstairs, and I'm downstairs. I'm like holding on to the couch, right, like, to get down so I could try over and over and over, and I remember I finally landed it, and I sprinted upstairs from the basement, and I'm yelling, and I'm like, I just landed a kickflip, like, and they're like, cool, like, whatever, like, I'm like, you guys don't even understand how hard it is, but I yeah. remember that time specifically, because, man, I worked on that kickflip for forever, like, every day, like, that was my goal, was just to be able to land that, you know, so... It, yeah, it, it was the same way for me. I remember when I yeah. figured out how to make it rotate like that, I bet it took me six months before I landed one, you know? Right. It was yeah. like, oh, man, and I was so freaking stoked when I did that. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and like the yeah. heel flip, it, it come just super easy. It's just once you figure out what you have to do on the board to make it rotate like that. Yeah. Now, landing yeah, it every it, single I time like was what was yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, yeah, for sure. Did Out there on the West Coast, did y'all used to play like horse and call it like poser or pig or whatever like we did oh. over here? Yeah, all the time, yeah. Oh, man. Me and, I forgot about that. Me and my buddies, we were just, it was almost like a game of chess between me and my, I had a buddy named Adam Tanner that, uh, he lives in St. Augustine now, but we used to play, I mean, we used to play it like religiously every time. And we would, and we could, we were about on the same level as skills, but each one of us had like an, our own trick that we could put our own little spin on and neither one of us could get each other's tricks. It was so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, and, and one thing I always think about too is how you know how when when you're running a spartan race and you're going down this a really technical terrain or a technical downhill i always think of skateboarding in a way because you know how like when you would go and you would ollie or jump over something you had to estimate that time difference in getting from point a to point b so i think that you know when you're viewing down a technical terrain you can kind of focus 
it's like you your your brain's trained really well from skateboarding because you've got that estimation of time and distance pretty mapped out pretty good yeah. in your head. I don't know. I don't know if there's any truth to no, it, but that's the way I've always kind of felt. Well, I can see it translating for sure because, yeah, you have to have that, like, precision of, you know, exactly what to do mechanically. But I also think it's um, just, like, the fearlessness of it, too, because going yeah. into a trick or off a jump or, like, hitting a rail, like, um, you know, it, it can be kind of scary when you're, like, going into it. And I think it could be the same thing, like, in the downhills, you know, just, like, you know, trusting it and um, just having to have all the mechanical uh, movements down. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because, like, I mean, because I'm, I'm better at a technical downhill than, like, say, you know, on the, these ski slopes we usually run down, you know, where it's just nice cut grass, you know, and you're trying yeah. to run down that, and it's just super steep. I, I, I think I'm better at a technical downhill than I am at that just because I just feel like I'm hammering my joints too much to try to run down that steeper incline. But on a technical, you know, one, I just feel like I can go faster than most people that... You know, just some people look like yeah. they're just scared to tackle it because they're scared they're going to get hurt, you know? No, it's so true. And you actually, like, I mean, us coming from that background, I think it kind of comes more naturally to us. That's why, I mean, technical running has always come pretty natural to me compared to some of the other female racers. And I think there's something totally to be said for that. Like, it's one thing to just run straight down the hill, but it's another to have to, you know, shift and move and do all that stuff. And I, I think that, uh, that background definitely plays part. Yeah, I think so too. So, um, tell us about you know, um, you you went you placed in Utah, you placed fourth place, and 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 that wound you up in fourth place in the in the national series, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, it's the second year in a row that I'm fourth, <laughs> and I'm just like dying to get out of that dang fourth position. I mean, it's it's great, but like, uh, yeah, it's a, I don't know. It just seems like it's kind of the same as last year, and yeah. I was. I was feeling a lot better going into the series this year, and um, I'm feeling a lot stronger, like, working with a bunch of coaches, and um, so to play sports again, like, I, I'm happy about it. I think it's, it's great, you know, a lot of people would kill to be in my position, but uh, at the same time, I'm like, the third place, I mean, podium, I'm sorry, yeah, top three, I'm sorry, for the series was my goal, and so, right. you know, when you don't reach that goal, it's kind of disappointing, but at the same time, I am, you know, very thankful to just be healthy and to have races as well as I have so yeah man I was looking at your athletes and I don't think you had a single race that you were under seventh place that's freaking awesome man yeah um yeah actually no yeah it is really awesome my only first my first two races ever as a Spartan Pro Team member I took seventh in and then after that I've been top five in literally every single race since then so it's been about like two years now so for real, but that's, that, that consistency is yeah. awesome, you know? Yeah, like, a no, lot of the men sure. haven't I, even done that. Yeah, and it's, uh, I, I'm definitely consistent, and that's been really cool to see, is that I'm, you know, I'm always up there, which is cool. I just, keep me climbing, like, I want to go higher, so. Right. Well, shoot, how old are you now, Alyssa? Uh, I'm 28. Oh, yeah. See, man, you got years, you know, to improve still, so. Right. I know, and it's so funny, because, like, after the fourth place, I was, like, you know, at the, the race, like, it wasn't my best race by any means, and then, um, you know, I was just kind of thinking about it, and it's so easy to, like, scrutinize. It's not somebody posted about it. It's just, like, 
you know, some people take one race and they just think like they need to go back to the drawing board and like do all this stuff. And like, initially I was like, man, what went wrong? And then I looked at the bigger picture of things and like, I see, you know, all the races I've done. And then I have like all these races to go. Like I see, um, like, uh, Miriam and, uh, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on her name? The world champion. Uh, Susanna, sorry. So, like, those two, they're up there. They're, like, almost 40, and they're killing it. Like, they're beating me in races. So, you know, I think about that. I'm like, oh, like, whatever. Like, I have so long to be in this sport and so long to keep going. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not even worried about it. Like, it's just, just enjoy the ride. Oh, yeah. But, man, your consistency is freaking awesome, though, man. I mean, yeah, I would shoot. Thank you. That's that's just epic, just being that consistent in your placement through all the races. It's like, I mean, you know how everybody you'll say, well, I prefer this kind of race and I prefer that kind of race, but I mean, you're consistent through all of the races, and I mean, that just tells that you're just all around badass. So, <laughs> well, thank you, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, it's kind of it's easy to lose sight of that sometimes, but yeah, that's that's very very true. Man, I learned it like it, if, yeah, if you beat yourself up because you failed an obstacle or you didn't place where you want to, it's just negative, you know, I mean, it's just negativity oh, yeah. you're bringing in, you know, you need to fo- focus on the positives of the race because if you come out of the race thinking, man, that sucked, that sucked, that sucked, you lost the enjoyment of the race the way I see it. I mean, I mean, I'm not making podiums or nothing, so I mean, it, it's <laughs> not close to being a big deal as it is to y'all, but. That's just the way I see it. I mean, you always want to do better, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, yeah, like I said, you can't beat yourself up with one race. Like, there's always going to be another one, you know? And you just, you learn from it and you keep going. And there's so many good things I took away from this weekend. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's like, if you hit the podium every time, it doesn't mean as much to you, right? (laughs) Oh, totally, yeah. You know what? That's exactly what I thought of, too. I was like, yeah, I got fourth, but it just gave me like the hunger and the drive to keep training and like getting better, you know, like it, it could be fall into a trap of like, you know, you're consistently up there to, to be complacent, you know? So I'm, I'm definitely humble in the fact that I just want to keep working. Heck yeah. So at this race, yeah. they actually let the elite females go out first. How did you like that? Oh my gosh. I loved it. And mainly because, um, so a lot of my family members, I mean, they can't make it to every race, um, and people back home. So they want to watch me on the live feed and it's just, it's been sucking so bad because like I promote like, yeah. you know, people watching the live and then they, they watch and they like, they don't even see me. And it's like, right. okay. So, you know, so from that aspect, like that was the best thing that could have happened for us going first is just getting more coverage. So you know, other people can, can see our race. Um, so that, that was awesome, um, in terms of how they did that. And like, it was also cool. My favorite part about it was that by the time we finished, the men had caught up to us. So like we had finished all the top men are finishing and it was just like so cool because then we're all there like at the finish line together. And it was just, I don't know. I just loved that whole aspect of it. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I really, really hope that they, um, that they keep going with that. I think it's for the best, too. I mean, I've been watching all the live races, and when the men start off, you see everybody in the chat saying, show the women, show the women. And right. I and I told myself, as soon as they did this, everybody's going to start saying, show the men, show the men, and sure as enough, it, that's what they were saying, you know. Oh, geez. But, yeah. you know, 
I think that the women should go out first because it's easier for, you know, the top men to run through a smaller heat of women than for the women to run through this huge heat of men. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I, the women I'll heat is never men like, like men's. Right. Yeah. And sometimes I'll catch up to men like yeah. within the first mile. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. That's what's really cool about, you know, passing and stuff. But still, like, yeah, it was a, a lot, a lot nicer in that aspect. Um, not having to, you know, weed or anything like that. Yeah, imagine you could probably focus on your stride a lot more and not have to worry about saying on your left, you know, and, you know, stuff like that. Right. It was probably all around able to like run a better race. Much, yeah, the only thing I, I kind of, like, liked about with, going with the men, or I'm sorry, the men going first, was that, uh, like, if I'm, like, more behind in a race, or, um, like, I can kind of use the men to, like, cherry pick almost, so I'll be like, or sometimes I'll think that they're one of the girls, and I won't even know it. You know? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm so close to her. Like, I'm going to catch them. So in that aspect, it kind of helps me mentally to be trying to pick off every guy to race harder. But, um, I mean, you know, like, it's it's different. I don't know. So that was the only thing that kind of sucks. But I'll, I'll take going first any day. <laughs> I know last year when I was running the, um, I only run a couple of TV races, but when somebody would pass me, like when the first place female would pass me, I'd look at my watch, and when the second one would come by, I'd tell them, I was like, I'd be like, they're a minute ahead of you, you know what I mean? Just so Yeah, they, I love that too, yep. Yeah. Yes, I forgot about that. Yep, yeah, as I, I was that. getting chicked, you know. It <laughs> <laughs> <That> happens. <laughs> yeah. So, um, did, did you fail any obstacles at Utah, or did you have a clean race? No, Utah was clean for every everybody i believe just because it was so dry i mean really right. nowadays we've become so obstacle proficient that the only time we're really going to fail i think is if it's the weather conditions you know if it's really rainy or whatever or cold like it was in seattle and like chicago that. So, <laughs> yeah that was a huge game changer man i totally could have had second had i not failed that dang twister so yeah. that's what i like about those races too like when these ones it seems like especially utah it was just more of like a running race like even the carries weren't even like hard there was no room to really like catch up you know it was just more like who can get up the mountain the quickest and then right. back down so i know yeah. i was shocked they didn't do a double there sandbag i was too i or even like up the hill like it was all like flat mm. i mean the bucket was kind of uphill but it wasn't like you know Palmerton or Big Bear, like going straight up with Black Diamond. So yeah, because even though Palmerton wasn't a TV race, we had the double there a couple weeks ago. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's so. I don't know. Kind of weird, but oh well. Hmm. Um. Have what? What? I I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't saw where uh faced in and posted anything. But w what happened to her? They never really ever said on the live feed. She just blow up. Um. Yeah. I don't know. So it was about, I think it was a couple, maybe two or three miles in. I don't remember. I got to the top of one of the hills at a water station and she was just standing there. And, um, she was like, no, go ahead. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm done. I'm retiring. And I was like, what the heck? What? Like, I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, it was crazy. And I was like, okay. So I, you know, kept running. And, um, the cool thing was, is that, yeah, so she had, she DNF from the race. Like she dropped out, I think. I don't know, just mentally, I think she just wasn't in it, and um, 
you know, just, yeah, I just knew she didn't have it that day or something and just decided that it wasn't worth it. And uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I think she's been battling kind of her love for the sport and, like, why she does it, like, ever since last year and, you know, came out super strong in the series. And, um, yeah, I don't know exactly what happened, but all I can amount to is, yeah, maybe the the pressure of um, and just not loving it like she used to, you know. Yeah, she was so, listen- uh, she was listening anyway. to that voice, you know, that we get in our head when we're about two miles yeah. in it, and you're like, "Why am I doing this shit?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but well, the cool thing was, is so yeah, so she checked out of her own race, but like, I you kind of went out a little bit and came back, and I saw her again, and she like ran with me on the hill, and she was just like, "Come on, Alyssa, you got this. You're a finisher. Keep pushing." And she was like going with me up the hill and like pushing me on, and like that seriously helped me for the rest of the race. Um, to keep going because I was also in that state where I was just like oh my gosh like you know what am I doing here like uh, this is not going like I planned and you know there's no way I'm going to catch up and so for her to go out and and do that and help me was just incredible it just kind of shows the the kind of person that she really is yeah she's been running a bunch of extra races too you know I remember last year she was kind of more conservative on her races yeah Yep. Yeah, she's been in the Mountain Series this year and yeah. kind of took that on. So, yep. So, been a bigger year for sure. That's cool. Yeah, I saw where y'all were like doing a bunch of other like hiking trails and stuff up there in Utah. Man, that was some that's some pretty country over there. It makes me want to go out oh there next year. Oh my gosh, it's insane. Yeah, I so my friend Rob Thorson, he was posting all these. He lives there, and he was posting all these hikes, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea that Utah was like this, like yeah, outside of Salt Lake City. Yeah, so um, I you know I took one of his hikes that he had done, and I was like, I am doing this one, and it was incredible. And there's no shortage of hikes like that that you can go on over there. It was super cool, so I was really glad that I had booked a late flight so I could uh, go out and do that. I'm already wanting to go back and do more. It's pretty well, great. That was that was really cool. I did, it looked so rocky and and mountainous, and I just didn't oh imagine gosh, Utah yeah. being like that. Well, I didn't either, and the hike that we did went up to 11,000 feet, and I, wow. yeah, I had no idea that, and, like, the whole hike, we were literally, like, so you go through, like, the woods, and, you know, it's, it's pretty steep and uphill, and you get, then you get to this lake, and the lake's probably about, you know, 9,000 some feet, and then you, you're looking at it, and you're like, okay, there's no way you can get up there, and you just kind of keep going and, like, following the trail, which is, like, hardly even there. And then we, we kind of got off trail a little bit somehow because you like, can't really see it. And we just scrambled our whole way up that, that hill. Like, there's just massive rocks. And we just kind of jumped between all the rocks until we got all the way up to the top. And then it was just like a, a knife edge, you know, going across. It was so cool. Wow. It was just pretty incredible, yeah. I know the pictures look pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. But they never do it justice, which is, oh, I guess, yeah. a good thing because... You know, like, then it gives you more incentive to go out and, like, do those things. And it's just kind of special, you know, like, no one will ever quite understand. So, it was cool. Yeah, I understand. Because when I, I used to look at pictures of Palmerton and think, you know, it doesn't look that bad. But when you're driving up to that place and you see that mountain and you're like, yeah, the sandbag carries up there at the top. And you're like, whoa. That was, that I know, was, that was it never, like, in pictures, it just never looks that steep. For it whatever doesn't. reason, I don't know why, but, and then you get on it, and you're like, holy crap. So, yeah, yeah, uh, you want me that. to do what with two sandbags? Yep. <laughs> that was, that was rough. Yeah. That was pretty rough. Yeah. Oh, I missed that race. That's such a good one, yeah. Yeah, they canceled the sprint on us on, on Saturday, but, I mean, on Sunday, but we run two laps, so, you know, we didn't feel too bad, you know. 
We, right. I, I was, my, my buddy Michael was like, when he got finished doing his, uh, we were on age group and when he got done running, he's like, man, I'm not running a second lap. And I was, and I was like, yes, you are because we run the ultra <laughs> at New Jersey and we was going to run the beast the next day on Sunday and he didn't want to do it then. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know, they went to Manhattan and all, and I just stayed in the room with my girlfriend. And so uh-huh. <laughs> I said, when he finished the super at Palmerton, I was like, I said, bullshit, we're going to do a second lap because you screwed me out of that beast on Sunday in New Jersey. He's like, all right, let me get something to eat. <laughs> so uh, nice. he was glad I talked him into that since, you know, the sprint yeah, got nice. rained out the next day. So we had a good time. I oh, love I doing yeah. second laps. Yeah. So much fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are fun. Especially when you got some good friends to run with and you get to run with all the open classers, you know, and they may be doing their first race, you know, and you're talking and meeting new people. It's so cool. I love the competitive side of Spartan, and then I love, like, the open side of it and the community side of it. It's so freaking awesome. Totally. I agree. I did, uh, I was, I think not not this past winter, but the one before that, I went down to Arizona, and I had been injured at the time, and so I didn't race it, but, like, I went out in the middle of the day during the open heat, and it was so cool, because I got to, like, you know, just run alongside people and talk to them, and then, like, help people, like, get over the wall, or, like, do the turquoise, and um, it was just, it was awesome, and, like, you know, a lot of them didn't even know who I was, so that was great, too, because I just kind of got to go out and and help them, and just see it from a totally different side of the race than what I normally race, and it it was just, like, seeing all these people out there for the first time, or, like, struggling with obstacles that I, you know, can blow by, like, it was really humbling and just really inspiring, so, yeah. That's cool. So I, I was looking through, I, well, I saw some of your pictures where you went in July, you went to the Morzine, France and run the Euro champs over there. What was that mm. like? That looked epic. That, oh my gosh. Epic is the exact way to describe it. So I had ran, I ran, I'm sorry, I got uh, uh, asked to go to Greece last year for that first trifecta race and uh, I had never flown out of the country and I just like <laughs> fell in love. Like it oh, was so just so life-changing and um especially you know doing that inaugural inaugural race or whatever for the the at florida and um then i went to mexico after that so i was hooked and then when i i realized that i qualified for the championships the euro championships at greece oh. and i was like okay there's no way i can pass this up and also my good friend uh hartley the juggernaut he uh he talked me into it, too. He talked me into going to Mexico, and then he talked me into going to Morzine. You know, he was like, you don't know when you're going to get to do this again. And so, of course, I went, and uh, it was it was crazy awesome. Like, the carries over there and the terrain. And I love Europe because, like, they don't, they don't care about, like, worrying about getting sued. You know, they're going to do whatever they want in the yeah, race. So and, like, they're all a little day. harder, aren't they? They are, yeah. Um, and this is a little different. Like, the turquoise is different. We had the chain carry. There was no bucket carry on that one. Um, we had, like, the slack line. And, like, for, so, for example, the slack line, it was introduced uh, at Temecula, one of my first races back in 2016. Yeah. And they didn't even have it because, like, people were, like, falling and, like, would fall and, like, hit their face or something like that. <laughs> so they took it out because they didn't want to get sued. You know, but in Europe, right. they're like, oh, we don't care. Like, you're going to do this. So... <laughs> Anyways, yeah, just little differences like that, and then the the country of, like, the countryside that we're out in France was just, just, 
insane. It was just so incredibly beautiful. And you're running along, and there's, like, just cows and sheep just, like, grazing, and they got these cowbells on. And um, the and it's cool because they take you in the city of Morzine. So, like, you start the race in the city, and there'll be, like, people lined up on the streets, and, like, everybody's cheering all day long. Like, we went and we sat out. outside and ate um, at one of the restaurants and watched people go by on the hurdles and like everyone's cheering and like just watching and like they love it and it's just that's the whole different atmosphere I feel like is that just the whole passion of Barton and racing over there and like everybody has a country flag on them and it's just I don't know it just seems like it means a little bit more and it's a little a little more serious and so I kind of I don't know I like that a lot it just was yeah, I, I, I saw your time was a little over three hours, and that was the same time you had for, you know, like Tahoe last year, so it must have been a pretty yeah. nasty race for a beast. Yeah, the first four and a half miles was straight up, and it was, I think oh, wow. it was 4,000 feet of gain in that first climb, and it was the wow. coolest thing, like, that I've ever experienced in a race was getting up that first climb, and uh, at the very top, it's like, it is not that big. It's like maybe if you parked, like, two cars next to each other, like, that whole area, um, and they put the cargo net up there. Like, they had to carry it on their backs up there because you couldn't drive up all the way to the top. Oh, my gosh. And so they put the cargo net on this little, tiny peak, and then you had to run straight down the other side. And it was just, like, when I say straight down, it was down for a long time. It was crazy. So that was super cool, just little things like that. So. Wow, that climb was probably about, like, Killington then, wasn't it? I've never done Killington, but yeah, it was, it was long. <laughs> I'm going next month, so. Nice. I would love to go, yeah. That's, that's definitely on my Spartan bucket list, for sure. Me and, my, cool. me and two other buddies, we signed up for the Ultra. We figured we'd baptism by fire. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. Oh. We got a really good deal on the flight, <laughs> though, so I guess that's, that matters. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> So I saw pictures where it, it looked like you crossed this river and there was like a waterfall or something at that race. Yeah, I forget about that because it was right in the beginning. And it's like so right cool. after you go out of town. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like you go into the, the water and you wait across the waterfall and then it's a huge rock wall and they put a cargo net over there so you had to climb up the side of this rock wall on the cargo net and it was so awesome like literally climbing through a waterfall it was super cool yeah it looked awesome it looked awesome so and how was the uh you mentioned you went to the uh trifecta weekend in sparta what was that like was that pretty cool um oh man yeah like same thing like everybody over there like went nuts for the race like so in the it's a very little town a really cool little town and um Everybody there was just, like, had stuff, like, all the shops had, like, stuff in their windows about Spartans, and um, the whole town was out watching the race, you know, and every single day, there's three races, like, goes on all day, and, like, everybody's out there watching, they had, the coolest part ever was the fact that we ran through ancient Spartan grounds, that's where the start line was, so, but because they didn't want, yeah, but, like, they didn't want people running on it because they didn't want to cause any disturbances, so... We got walked out by these, like, people dressed as Spartans, and you had to walk, I think it was about, I don't know, maybe 
400 yards or something like that. Wow. 100 yards, I don't know, something like that. So they walked, you had to walk that whole first part of the course, and then, like, it took off downhill through these neighborhoods and then out into the countryside, and, like, that was so cool. And, like, having the Spartans dressed up and um, at the finish line, and the mayor came out, and he was like, yeah, come stay with me, like, next year. Like, we love Spartan, and it was, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and then, like, out in the country, too, you're, like, I don't know, I was just thinking about it while I was running. Like, you're going through all these olive trees, and, like, you're out kind of in the middle of nowhere, and it's gorgeous, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, like, actual Spartans, like, were out here training, and, like, this is, like, where they lived, and for, like, you know, months on end, and just that whole, um, like, when you actually thought about that whole big picture, like, that was even cooler to be there. Yeah, I bet it gave you chill bumps just thinking about stuff like oh that. Oh, my gosh, you know? yeah, even just thinking about it, talking about it now, I'm like, oh, I want to go back, so, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, I think that would be probably, like, one of the coolest ones to say you run a race on Spartan ground. Yeah. I just think that would be yeah. really epic. Absolutely. So, and you said they walked you across that. Was that like in the middle of the race or right before the race or something? So that was that was the start line. So like as soon as they said Aru, like we all walked. You know, you had to oh. walk across, and then there, we got to a certain point where then you could start running. Oh, that's cool though. Yeah, it was really awesome. Hmm. All right. Um, so I have this list of questions that I usually ask everybody. So. Um, I'll start firing these away. So, um, in Utah, what was probably the best part of that race for you? Um, I think just the way that I mentally got through it, because, I don't know, it's just something I've been working a lot on this year, and it's not something that people see. Like, yeah, they can see me racing, and they can, like, see me, you know, struggling or doing well or whatever, but, like, there's so much going on in my head. Right. And if people only knew what I was thinking during that race, you know, and, like, how hard I had to fight to come back, because I was really far back in that race, and even in the very beginning, I had Rose Wetzel passing me, and I had Rhea passing me, you know, with a hurt foot, and, like, in the very beginning, and I was just like, what is going on? Like, I just did not feel good, and, um, like, mentally, it was just, such a challenge to get through that race and be able to come back from where I did so I was really really proud of myself for doing that like it could have been so easy for me to give in and give up hope and like accept like an eighth place finish or whatever but uh I I really had to dial in and keep going so um like personally for me I think that was the highlight of my weekend for sure yeah I know what you're talking about because like when you're in the middle of running that race you know and you, you know, you fail an obstacle and your mind starts going and it's just saying, you know, this isn't your oh, race, yeah. you know, you're just not, you yeah. know, you didn't eat right before it, you haven't been training right before it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like your mind really plays tricks on you and sometimes it's it's super hard to push those voices out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. it's, it's like tricky. you'll be running and you'll think, I can run faster than this. Why am I not? You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that was exactly my thought. I was just like, you just came back from the European champs, and you were <laughs> running up hills twice this grade. Like, what's going on right now? You should be killing this, you know? So it was definitely having a lot of those thoughts, like, during that race. Right. Okay, so what was probably the worst part about this race? Um, I got some by a B, uh -huh. and, like, I, I've, I haven't gotten sunk since I was a child, and my whole ankle swelled up. Not that it oh, affected, wow. my, affected my race by any means, but it's been very annoying because it won't stop itching. 
And that was just the most annoying part. It's just like an itching. But um, I don't know. Like, honestly, the whole weekend was really, really great. I think the worst part was um, not reaching my goal of top three. Like, that that, that definitely stung a little bit more than the B. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I'll, I got a lot more years doing this, so I'm not too worried about it. Heck, yeah. So what would you say is your favorite obstacle? Um... I love the rig, and I love it because it's just always different, you know, like, it's, it's exciting to go to a race and be like, ooh, I wonder what the rig's going to be like, um, so I definitely like that one, and I, I like the bender a lot, too, um, it's just, it seems kind of simple, but, like, it's just, I don't know, it just reminds me of kind of, like, being a kid and, and climbing up and over, and, um, I, I really like that one a lot, too. Yeah, the bender's kind of, it's, it's like you said, it's not really difficult, but it's just kind of awkward in a way. Yeah, yeah, and, I like that, and I feel like I can kind of pass people there and like be faster than them, so that's nice. And these past few races, it's like they've took those mats and they've backed them up further to where. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah, and you got to kind of jump to grab that first yep. bar, and that <laughs> yeah. and that in itself it. makes it difficult, a little more difficult. Yep. And and I'm thinking the reason why they did that is because somebody got all the way to the top and they fail and they've got those pads there to catch them. That's what I that's yeah, what I think definitely. is what's happening. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, so what is your the obstacle that is your least favorite? Um, I guess I don't know. I, I pretty much like all of them. I but like if the if it's raining or really cold. Like, I am not looking forward to the monkey bars at all. Like, it'll just totally get in my head and uh, just kind of freak me out a little bit. Like, I'm, like, not okay during the race until I get over those monkey bars, or the twister, for that matter, mm. um, just because I get so scared of failing, like, such an easy obstacle just because of rain. Yeah, because, like, wet monkey bars and cold hands, that don't mix Oh, my at gosh. All. It's yeah, not a good combo. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to figure out how to chicken wing the whole thing like Kevin Donahue does. I know, right? I don't, I don't see, I don't see how he does that. That's insane. I'm I gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pay the money to go to one of his obstacle course classes he does on Friday and just be like, teach me. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, so what is your like race ritual? Like, what do you? Do, I mean, do you have like a ritual that you do? Like, what you eat the night before? What do you do the morning you get up? If you're running on Sunday, what do you do after the race on Saturday? Tell us your trade um, secrets. <laughs> so the night before, um, or like the day before, you know, I'll go to the open house, and um, I like to do just like I usually talk to my mental coach at least the day or two before. Um, sometime in the afternoon and then I'll kind of like maybe go through my old notebooks and, um, just think about like visualize myself racing and, um, you know, things I'm going to say to myself and, uh, and then for dinner, I like to eat like salmon with rice and some veggies, like in a salad probably like that's honestly, I like eating that every night, but yeah, that's <laughs> definitely like a, the go-to for the race. Um, and then morning of, I will go up and get coffee and make my oatmeal, and then I read my Bible, and then um, I'll try, you know, I'll do some, like, I don't know, a little bit of, like, warm-up stuff while I'm at the, like, mobility kind of stuff right. in my room or wherever before I head out to the race. I'm not having to 
do it there. And then, um, yeah, head out to the race. And then afterwards, um, I like to make a sandwich if I can and bring it because, like, there's nothing more that I want after a race than, like, a good homemade sandwich. So I'll try to do that. Um, right on. And then for the rest of the day, it depends where I am. Like, if I'm racing Sunday, I might take it easy. Yeah. Depending on where I'm at. And I'll just kind of chill. I'll hang out at the venue for a while. Um, you know, go get something to eat. Um, this past weekend, I, I literally just hung out at the hotel or at our, uh, at our Airbnb um, and just kind of relaxed. Especially trying to stay out of the sun, um, just knowing I had to go into Sunday. And then, but if I'm not, I'll probably go out to dinner and like get a beer or something like that. And, uh, yeah. Um, but if I'm somewhere like I'm not racing Sunday, I might go out on a hike or, you know, um, do something like that's cool in that area, depending on where I am. Like if you're out of West yeah. Virginia, there's nothing to do out there. You know, <laughs> I'm probably just going to go maybe see like the little town, go in the shops, you know, I, that's what we did last year. So just try to find whatever's local and, uh, kind of go explore around whatever towns around. So. Yeah, for it. sure, for sure. Um, so, what do you have any products that you like swear by or supplements? Um, so, I am sponsored by Ascent, but they truly are like have been amazing. Like just the fact that like how pure the supplement is, or the, sorry, the protein is, and um, their pre workout, I really, really love. So, like at the race, I'll definitely take like I bring a little baggie with me, and I'll take that like right after the race. Yeah. Um, and then for training, like that's part of my training every single day. Like as soon as I'm done with my hard workout, I'll down some ascent protein. And then like 30 minutes later, I'll get like an actual meal in. Um, and I've just definitely seen my recovery go way up this year. I haven't been injured like at all compared to last year. And I'm not saying it's like solely due to ascent, but like because I'm on more of a regimen now and I've dialed it in a little bit more yeah. and using that product, um, I think it's helped, helped a lot. And especially the casein, like taking that before bed. Um, that's been really great for um, recovery overnight, too. Um, but other than that, supplements, I take just like a multivitamin and some fish oil and some chlorophyll and calcium and iron, um, just kind of some like regular vitamins and then a scent. And I think that's pretty much it. And like before a race, what I like to do is I'll take, so two nights before, I actually learned this from Robert Killian, I'll take like two ibuprofen and like a uh, melatonin and, or some sequel or something. And I will just pass out and I will sleep as long as I can on Friday. Like uh, just to get a really, really good night's rest in. Um, but uh, that's kind of the only time I'll really take any of that. But I think that seemed to help a lot going into races. So two ibuprofen and a melatonin? Huh. Yeah, and, like, also, I might get, like, one of those Dream Waters or some z if right. I have it. Or even, like, the Advil PM, something like that, just so I can, like, just pass out. Right. I know it's always good to get a good night's sleep the night before race, but most of the time I'll always yeah. wake up excited. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I do it two nights before. So if you do it Thursday night, get as much sleep as possible going into Friday, then even if you don't get a lot of sleep because of excitement or nerves or whatever on Friday, you know, you're not... You're not in too bad of shape. Oh, oh, I see. So you do it Thursday and Friday night? Yeah. Oh, cool. So Friday night, I yeah, I might take something if I'm, like, feeling... Like, this past weekend, I, I couldn't fall asleep very well, so I did. But normally, I'm pretty good at falling asleep, so I, I don't, I, you know, try not to get into a habit of it. Oh, right on. So what kind of exercises do you do to, like, increase your grip? 
Um, I do a lot of farmer's carries. I'll do, I'll mix it up and I'll do like farmer's carry and then I'll go on to a bar and I like to do like switch my hands. So if my, my palms are away from me, I'll switch them to where they're, um, like I'll be hanging on the bar and then I'll switch them to where they're facing me. Right. And then, um, so I'll do something like that and then I'll do, I like to do some kettlebell work too. So I'll like do kettlebell things with one hand, but I'll switch each time and then I'll carry it with one hand down and then I'll do that again. Switch with one hand, carry it with one hand. Um, and then I, I think toes to bar are really good too for grip. So yeah. I'll add those in. I'll do like farmer's carry plus toes to bar. Um, just kind of, yeah, a lot of stuff like that. Actually, I'll just, I like to mix in a lot of different things um, just to tire out the grip. So. I eat too much cake to do toes to bar. <laughs> I see. I don't do them well. I do them very <laughs> slowly, but... Still, you're getting in that grip work, so right, right. <laughs> it does help. Okay, so to this point, what has been your favorite race and why? Um, no, let's see. It's a hard question. Hard to it? say. I think it is because there's different reasons. Ones were my favorite, like. Sparta was one of my favorites just because, you know, I was in Greece and it was just a huge deal and, yeah. um, you know, it was just really cool. But, like, like a special race You placed race for first at those races, um, too, didn't you? Uh, I actually took second to Faye uh, in the, the Beast race. I also got off course, like, a bunch, but whatever. <laughs> like, you never know. Um, I did. I got, I've never gotten off course, and I got lost on that course, like, three or four times. It's just... It's not nearly well as marked as it is in the U.S. Yeah. So I guess I just, I don't know. I was just also like looking around like, oh my gosh, I'm in Greece. Like, yeah, the whole time. I've gotten <laughs> lost at the U.S. races a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> my own fault, but whatever. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Temecula was one of my, is just near and dear to my heart just because um, I think I performed at that race better than I have like in any others, like mentally and physically. Like I that was the race that put me on the map basically to be on the Spartan pro team. I came out of nowhere and I, I, it came down to the very end and, um, I beat Rose Wetzel on the rig and I was a nobody and everyone was just like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? Like it just <laughs> blew up. And, um, but it was so cool because I didn't even know what place I was. And I finished and I was like, sweet, I finished. And my dad's like shaking me. He's like, Oh my gosh, you won. I was like, what? Like I had no idea because I was so in the zone in that That's race. Insane. And I was so just, <laughs> involved in what I was doing like I had no idea and like to me that was just so so cool because like I I want you know it's just something I can look back on and um just for like confidence and for um you know just preparation going into any other race I can be like well if I did it then and like think about how I was mentally you know it helps me now just looking back on that so yeah, that's what's crazy. You, you know, you run these races, and you, it's hard to tell, you know, what place you're in when you're running, you know, especially if you yeah. don't know everybody that's in the heat and everything. You know? Right, yep, yep. So what race is was your hardest race or the worst you hated the most? <laughs> oh, man. Um... <laughs> Probably a bunch of those, too. <laughs> well... Not as many as you think, actually. I think there's a couple that come to mind. I guess the first one that came to mind was West Virginia last year. I 
I don't know. I was just, like, in this weird part. Like, it was such a long season, and I was really struggling last year to, like, stay mentally in it. And, like, that whole race, I just was, like, just, like, trying to fake it the whole time. Like, I was just miserable, and I didn't place where I wanted to, and I was just trying so hard, and it was just, like, not fun at all for me. Like, I don't know. I just, that was one of them that I was just kind of really, really disappointed in with how I raced. Um, and then... Yeah, I underestimated that yeah, race. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And I guess I just, yeah, it was just at this weird point in the season where I just, like, it was an awesome course. And, like, looking back on it, I was like, wow, like, why didn't I like that more? And I just, like, mentally, it was just not there. Like, just, so I'm looking for redemption for that one for this year. Right. Me too. Me too. Yeah, you passed me, like, right after we ran across that bridge. That was where you passed me. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was. Yeah, you don't uh, remember. I don't even remember that one. <laughs> no, I'm trying to even think. I'm trying to just walk that one out. <laughs> you remember that long metal bridge we ran across? No, like not at all. Was it after the swim? Oh no, you don't remember that at West Virginia? That was like one of the coolest no, things, you know. It was oh like my this gosh, like not even like this metal bridge. I mean, I say it went across this valley, but there was all these trees and woods down there up underneath it. But yeah, it was oh my way... gosh, yeah, no, not even ringing a bell. <laughs> if you go back and watch the live feed, I think they were actually, I think you were on, they filmed you right there on, uh, going across that bridge. If I remember right, I can't, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, maybe. But they had a drone up in the air and you could see that bridge. I want to say it was made out of metal. Oh. It, it didn't oh. like give much when you run across it. So it was kind of. It, it was a suspended walkway of some sort, but yeah, it was like a bridge. It was way after that little skateboard park. Did you see that? Nope, don't remember that either. Oh my God, you had tunnel vision for yeah, sure. I was not even there at that race. <laughs> see, I was more leisurely pacing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to that race too. Are you going to Asheville this weekend? Nope. I got way too many other races to go to, and I don't go to the east, the, the east coast unless I have to. Right. <laughs> it's way too expensive for me. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of NBC races over here close. I think. I know. I guess Utah I loved, is like the closest one. Also, yeah, I love that, but I also felt bad for a lot of the people on the east coast because like, that sucks to have to make that trip for every single one of those. Yeah, I didn't make a trip for none of them. I'm going to West Virginia, so I, but I, technically that one's not even in that national series, right. really. But I I, I, I liked West the, Virginia. It was fun. Just that whole big venue is just, it was a really cool venue, I thought. Yeah, no, it was cool. I'm looking forward to being back there and, like, actually enjoying it more this time. Yeah, pay attention to the bridge when you go over this time. That was pretty cool. I can't <laughs> I believe you don't remember that. That was like one yeah, of the coolest no, parts I, of that I, I race, probably, man. I probably will when I see it, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Alyssa, I'm, I'm about out of questions. Uh, is there anything else you want to add or tell anybody out there that's up and coming? Um, you know, there are actually a lot of up and comers um, that I've kind of been, you know, keeping my eye on, which I think is really exciting um, just to see some new competition out there. But I think, you know, the sport's about to get about to get really good and um or even better i should say so you know i'm kind of looking forward to those new competition people and you know seeing some new people come out and just looking forward to the rest of the season it's going to be long i'm not done until december this year so right. um yeah just enjoying it and uh, yeah just 
I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are just taking it so seriously sometimes. Maybe this is more, you know, advice for me, but just have fun with it and just enjoy it like every second you can if you're out there doing it. What races can we expect to see you at? Okay, so I got Portland in two weeks. And then right after that, I have Breckenridge, then West Virginia, then I'm off a weekend, and then Seattle, and then Worlds. And then after that, I'm not so sure, but I'll definitely be in Iceland in December. I hear you. You going to try to get 100 miles? Heck no. Like, (laughs) I don't even know if anyone will possibly break that. Maybe Robert Killian, but... Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm just going to try and survive that race. That's one of those races that, like, I've never done something like that, and I'm doing it because I want to see what I'm capable of and, like, what happens when I'm put into that situation. So it's more, like, going to be a mental challenge for me. I qualified for it in New Jersey, but I just, man, that's that's cold, super cold, and I, I don't like cold. I know. I'm, I'm well, South Georgia boy. I get you. I don't like the cold either, but at the same time, we're not going through water. So if yeah, we're not going through water, like, I can maybe candle it. Yeah, to we'll get see. some of those blague mitt things or whatever everybody's running yeah. with and tough mudder and everything. Yep, I'm definitely going to order some. <laughs> For sure. So, uh, well, Alyssa, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Um, is it what you want to tell people how they can follow you on social media, or if you don't have to tell oh, anybody yeah. if you don't um, want them to follow you? <laughs> on, no, yeah, follow me for sure. I'm always I like to post workout stuff and um, you know just to help people out uh, for training tips and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so I'm on Facebook at Alyssa Holly, and then uh, my Instagram handle is Christian Warrior Fourteen. Um. That's really the only things I use. Well, that's cool. Well, hey, Alyssa, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to me, man, and uh, we'll see you at West Virginia. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. See you there. Cool. Later. Hope you enjoyed the interview, guys. I want to thank Alyssa again for taking the time to uh, talk to us. Um, She had a very busy day today, and it was awesome that she saved a little time for little old me. Uh, I got a new review on Apple Podcast. It says five stars left by Truth Be Told XVX. Comedian Theo Vaughn's OCR podcast, y'all. That's funny because I just listened to an interview on the Joe Rogan podcast with Theo Vaughn, and Theo Vaughn's a pretty funny dude. So uh, thank you very much, Truth Be Told. I appreciate it. Anybody that uh, wants me to read a review, go on to Apple iTunes and leave it there and I'll read it. Uh, I had a bunch of people come up to me at Palmerton and tell me that they listened to the show and sorry, I'm awful with names, but uh, I appreciate it. You know, it it means a lot that just getting feedback and and response, you know, you know, because I'm just doing this for the fun of it and I really appreciate it when, you know, people reach out. It's really cool. Uh. I will be at Asheville this weekend. I'm running the Super in age group and the Sprint in age group on Sunday. Um, probably going to maybe do a second lap on Saturday. I don't know. It just depends on how I feel. Me and my awesome girlfriend, Liam Blizzard, are going. My buddy, Michael Robertson's going. Uh, I know Lance Johnson's going. Brandon Whistler's going. Jason Hart is going. I've e- I've interviewed all those people So if you want to meet them in person, they'll be there. Follow us on Facebook.
follow us on Instagram. I've been trying to do more stuff on Instagram. Uh, like I said, leave a review. Tell me how much I suck. And I'll see you at the next race. Peace.